Yeah, this is Prem Rock. This is Curly Castro. You're shrapnel. Oh, we are shrapnel. Yeah. And you are listening to the cabbages? Is cabbages. It cab- cab- it's not it's not collards. Not collards. No, it's it's cabbages. cabbages pod. podcast. Where bad movies live forever. Forever, ever? Forever, ever. Shit. I'm singing because I'm excited. You're excited? What are you excited about? I am excited about the All-Stars lineup. Cabbage's All-Stars. I am excited about our continued friendship. Mm. I'm ignoring what you just did and am excited that we watched Double Team, that I could welcome you into the 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 legions of people who have now seen that film. I'm happy to say it that you have now seen Double Team. I love this ridiculous, ridiculous film. Well, I'm glad one of us is happy, and oh. I think that's you know, I hate that's the nature that, of the Gary. beast. But that's the nature of the beast. Maybe by the end do. of this thing, you'll change your mind. We'll see. I mean, it was definitely a unique experience. It and, is a unique experience. And and you laughed a lot, didn't you? Oh, I laughed. Uh, yeah, I laughed. Yeah. I had one too many edibles for my first viewing of this film. Probably best. Um, and I had maniacal laughter by the end. Just cackling. Yeah, pure absolutely. Cackling. It takes uh, every risk you can take. There's so much to unpack with this movie. We've got amazing guests. And I think it's probably a good. Let's, uh, let's talk about let's talk about the guests here. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's talk about why we're why we're doing this. So we've basically reached the kind of mid season finale of our rapper movie season, and we were in a good place. We felt like we've kind of we did thirteen episodes of that, and we covered a lot of interesting films. There's so many more we could do. We're definitely talking about coming back um, for the second half of that season. But cool as ice. In, in the meantime, <laughs> we decided to bring back some of our favorite guests from all of our previous seasons, uh, pair them up and have them watch a movie of our choosing. Likely and unlikely pairs of wonderful individuals who are willing to go through the cabbages meat blender one more time. One more time. The abuse people are willing to take <laughs> for, for us is extraordinary. But I think that our assumption that people are generally having a good time when they're on this show helps I also think it helps that we are genuinely nice uh, to them in public when we do see them or we see ha- them on I feel shows, like we have to be online. I don't want it. I don't want it to, to be thought that I'm only doing it because I have to. These are nice, no, no, no. really kind humans for doing what they're doing. No, no, we're, we're fucking saints. Double all team. I'm saying, all I'm saying is that we picked for the first episode, we asked Shrapnel, Premrock and Curly Castro, who have both been on uh, individually uh for different episodes we asked them to come on and help us kick this off we had jeff pick this movie for mm-hmm. our first round uh which is very exciting and um he chose a jean-claude van damme film and this is one that i'd never seen before so we're going to uh dive into a double team a very strange film a very wild film and it is befitting as the opening film for our all-Stars mini-season. All-Stars! Welcome to Cabbage's All-Stars. I'm very excited to introduce our guests for today's show. Joining us now are Curly Castro and Premrock, together known as the duo Shrapnel. They're about to embark on a fall tour with Rich Jones, but before they leave, we had to bring them on for our first ever Cabbage's All-Stars episode to discuss 
Double Team, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme and Dennis Rodman. Hello yeah. and welcome to the show. What up, guys? Yo. What's happening? Peace, 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 peace. Good to be back. Is it? Is it good? It's uh my it's lukewarm to be fair. okay. We should we should talk a little bit about what's happening here. So are you about to issue an apology, Jeff? Is that what's absolutely happening? not? Okay, I've check. I've apologized in person uh to Prim a million times. Uh, I have uh to Prim for, for the last thing that we made Prim watch was truly yeah. one of the most abominable, just an an abomination, let's put it that way. Yeah, Bonnie yeah, Prim. it was. Bongwater truly is one of the worst films ever made. I think Bongwater is now actually streaming somewhere, so you can go back and watch it. I did see that it actually. You can go back and watch it. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. He says he's about to hit the bomb. There we go. (laughs) Fucking Bongwater. Wow. Well done. Yeah, yeah. That was a tough. That was a tough watch for a lot of different reasons. But uh, you know, I came back like the masochist that I am, ready for more. We sort of have internally decided that that was the second worst movie we've watched on this on this pod. Um, so you got some of the worst of it. And then Castro, we had you on not too long ago for another complicated film. Ghost of Mars. Ghost of Mars. Not not even in the top 10, I bet. That Ice Cube? Yeah, Ice Cube joint, yeah. John Carpenter direct uh, Ice Cube. The masterful one, two sets. There's only like two sets for the whole (laughs) movie. Two sets for the whole film. And they were both painted red. Train train, and not train. Train and not train. Yes. And, and there was this outside. The outside set was pretty impressive. That this was they thought would it be outside of Mars, just red. And everybody it was just, just red. Well, uh, Cube running running down a corridor, double fisting, uh, Uzis shooting yeah. um, mutants. <laughs> train, <laughs> yeah. rips, Gary's definitely right. Train and not train. That's the That's whole it. movie. So wait, uh, let me let me ask you this: <laughs> step up or step down with with double team for either one of you? You either one of you. It's a step up for sure. Okay. It's a step up in the sense that double team is even so it's so audacious. The, um, <laughs> the Jean-Claude Van Damme legs clause where he yes. has to do something with his legs every movie. Yeah. And it's just it's it's audacious. I'm like, what is happening? I described it to Gary as here's a little something for the lady. <laughs> it's just him yeah. like stretching his legs and pulling himself up from things. We can jump right in and talk about the workout scenes because they are implausible. I can't think of another well, it was, it was workout like, scene so, that was that insane. So he's he's very MacGyver, <laughs> yeah. In this movie, yes, he's, he's very only for working out. Well, yeah. no, and also escaping no. the um, what they call the colony, the colony, the colony, the colony, the colony, yeah, the colony. where where they kidnap terrorists and other freedom fighters and force them to work. On other terrorists, I totally forgot that this was part of this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, Not only up. is it part of the movie, it was actually just supposed to be like the whole movie. Yeah. Okay. Up. Originally, that was supposed to. That be That was yeah. They the original wrote script. that script a bunch of times. So the original script was called "The Colony." It mm. focused on oh, the colony and his escape yeah. from the colony, which is why you get this like calendar shot where he yeah, puts yeah, up yeah, three, yeah, three, yeah, three, yeah, months three months worth of, of calendar that birthday. he printed from a printer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dot matrix somewhere. Oh, wait, we, we're going too fast. Let's, Wouldn't that have made go, let's, let's go back to the opening, the opening, opening scene. Because I, I, there's a really Please. part Ooh, of this. Great. So he let's takes begin. some front loader tank truck or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. this is this is the main thing about the movie that's the big problem throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Who is fighting who? Like, sometimes you can't tell. Are they with Van Damme? And then they're going after Savros, and then Savros is shooting them. Everybody's wearing civilian clothing. Nobody Mm -hmm. has any discernible color affiliations on either side. Camo on one side, vest on the other. And there was points. Regular ass clothes. Yeah. Who is is he fighting? Who is he against? So in the beginning of the movie, he gets this tank thing. He just drives it everywhere. But there are people shooting at them. But some of them look like law enforcement. And later on in the movie, they mentioned the Mossad is there. Then mm-hmm. this this chase in the beginning is so perfect because it has no bearing on anything. As soon <laughs> as the chase is over, three years later, they jump into. I'm like, why did we There's, just? The only thing that matters, there's a throwaway line where a guy walks out from behind a desk in a room full of people that work at this place and probably know the score. And he says, 
if he can get across the border, then his retirement papers come through. Mm. That was truly the only thing of importance is that if Van Dam gets out of there, he gets to retire. And there's no smash cut. Croatia (laughs) supposed to be taking some item or something. Uh, uh, I can't. It's supposed to be non-weaponized plutonium from Croatia, right? Mm. Was it on the truck? Yes, that truck he's driving so (laughs) recklessly had plutonium on it. He loses the cab. The cab separates. I was assuming the plutonium was in the cab. (laughs) And I'm like, this has gone horribly wrong. You you know what you get when you assume, Gary. You get having to think about the plot of this film. That's what you get. You get a radiated creation. Wait, wait, wait. wait, uh, This is where we start. Then we do this time jump. Then Mm -hmm. he's after Stavros. And again, an amalgamation of unidentifiable factions going against each other. Who is who? And yep. then, because this is almost the the the, the first of all, this movie. is all within the first fifteen minutes. Yes, and yeah, this is the crescendo sure. of the movie. So much happens in, in the, the first, first quarter. They're in, this they're in four different countries. Yeah. The, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then the in, baby, in ten minutes, the baby fights in ten the, minutes. The, the, and the then we fight. get a baby fight. The baby yes. fight. Yes. At first, Let's when they were, the at first, fight. at first, I wanted to just talk about, oh, they're fighting with uh, hospital equipment bassinets. I just thought that was funny. No, at first they're swinging the bassinets, and mm-hmm. no, there's actual baby and Stavros fighting with babies. And then Stavros tries to blow up a baby with yes. a grenade. If Glendam yes. did not notice the grenade in the in the bassinet, he would have blew up <laughs> a baby. And he was mad because his son just died. That's the and cheapest heat of die? all time. How did his son die? He was he was sitting there. He grabbed him. People are shooting. I don't know who's shooting where. I don't know who's shooting who. They and don't, they don't really like who, who killed the kid. Like I don't really. It was know? I know it was who like, killed it the was kid. Like friendly fire. It just seemed was like everybody shooting. Nope. Nope. You're both wrong. It was a fucking tiger. If the you watch closely, we watched it twice. If we if you watch closely. They're up against a tiger cage. Yeah. And the woman turns around and the tiger roars and, and does like a, uh, a okay. swipe. But, but, but because and if you look at her, you see the claw. I'm not kidding I you. I thought she this, caught a claws- tranquilizer in her back. I'm dead what's the, point, what's the point of having a red herring like that where you don't quite know how the kid dies? It makes no fucking sense. Because then he grabbed a toy and I was like, the kid is dead? I, yeah, the kid died. Yeah, I, I mean, whatever. The kid's dead now, and it's like, well, you can look at it like Van Damme's actually the villain. <laughs> whatever. Yes, yes, because he now. caused. Yeah, he, this he, is he, what this Van movie Damme, tells us Van to Damme do. Fucking, he kills a fucking six-year-old. It's like, yeah. and, he's, yeah. and he's, he's sleeping on Coca-Colas, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, the first product the first placement. Two incredible product placements. Two Coca-Cola product placements. <laughs> wait, wait. He slips yeah. into a into a. Into a no shadow roundhouse kick because when yeah, he yeah, slips, yeah. Yes. He, goes yes. Kick. Yes. he slips onto the peak like the ball of his foot and spin kicks. Yeah, he kicks a dude yeah, yeah. out of nowhere oh. and then is like ready for whatever action is coming his way. Yeah, oh. yeah. But, oh, you know what I did love the little miniature when they were setting up in the beginning uh-huh. and they had the miniature of the amusement park. And they were like, yes. Stavros is gonna be right there. He was like, <laughs> he was like amusement park. Hmm? I was like, what was, what was the most amazing thing Jean-Claude Van Damme did in this film in your eyes? That's a tough question, man. I it did look, you can take the rest of the episode if you need to and come to it when you want to. Oh no, I think I, the, the, I, the, I really the basic really, I, the conversations I, with Rodman. Those are those yeah, are they're, they're really good. <laughs> what is this? Uh, the flattest dialogue. Santa, Santa are, you, are you Santa Claus for bad boys? <laughs> and then, and, uh, gonna, are you going to mention bad? I always was sitting there. Was like, is he going to mention bad boys I, or Chuck Daly or mm-hmm. whistles? The scene I fucked with the most with Van Damme is when he clearly has beef with the guy that that in the oh the, of the other agent. <laughs> it's just so of the they're, colony. They're yeah, both supposed to be dead. That it's so on site that he's like, fuck. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love With it. With that uh, Dolph Lundgren standard. Yeah, that was real beef. That was real beef. It's like, I thought you were yeah. dead. I'm going to try to kill you again. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. He's basically he's got like a crush and he gets sucker punched by this Dolph yeah. Lundgren lookalike you know, for this moment. <laughs> no, he looked like island. one of the diehard villains. He yeah, right. Villain, somebody from diehard. One of the diehards. I can't remember exactly which one. But it's yeah, so what... all this is going on early in the game. Very early in the game. Then. He gets knocked out. Well, he saves the baby, we think. He pushes the baby away from the grenade. Right. He throws the grenade into the elevator with the dead mm-hmm. orderly. 
holding Pandora's yes. over. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that only yeah. happened on screen. Yeah. On screen, it blows up. He falls unconscious. Yep, and he wakes up on an island mm-hmm. yes. with an ultimatum. Who came to get him? Why didn't Stavros kill him? What it, happened? He woke up to an ultimatum immediately. Immediately. Yeah, yeah. Like he came to, and the TV was like, "Oh, word, you're awake." <laughs> yeah, and it was like you've been um excommunicado or something. Did that happen? So like, oh yeah, two God. choices. The actual explanation was really extraordinary because I, I the second time I watched this because we watched he this twice soft. for the shows. It, it was they said they, they he took him out of because he was soft. Now keep in mind, this man had been retired for three years, as yes, it's been true. made clear. Three years of retirement, which would make any agent soft. And then yeah. they 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 send some Phil Hartman as lookalike to yes, come in and and convince him to come back and capture Stavros. Although his instructions are cap- capture him alive and then later says kill him. So they use no, but then they instructions. Say, they say message. tranquilize him, but tranquilize two shots him. will kill him and three shots will kill an elephant. T- would kill an elephant. Well, it's, uh, unfortunately, all he had was a tiger. So unfortunately, we couldn't then really the, see that. Uh, then this agent gets trapped in his car. He's killed he like two minutes later. But he locked himself in the car when Stavros said, I left you something. He turns around in such a panic. He's like, Let me he, locks, he locked his door and it wasn't power locks, ladies and gentlemen. No. It and was a regular it's, hand lock. It's shown again and again in this film that explosions yeah. uncomplicated. They just don't matter that much. Yeah. And then the, the, You can the, just the, lay down and fire will go over you. Oh, well, we're not going to ruin the, the moment that uh, Dennis Rodman flips a coin and that explodes. Look, yes, this please, <laughs> please, run away. Are you kidding me? He locked himself in the car. They, 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 they skimped on the sci-fi, but on the, excuse me, on the special effects budget because the explosion happens behind the car. Right. Everybody yes. knows it happens yes. way off behind the car. And then the car starts flipping. It's true. And then as Stavros keeps rolling, walking, they increase the black smoke. There's so much black smoke of this yeah. explosion. Yeah. Oh, so that agent is dead. And I, we think that was a uh, Van Damme. And right. good, that guy sucked. Yeah, I didn't like him. Yeah, he was big Phil Hartman ass. I didn't like. Him. Yeah. Van Damme tries to escape the colony mm-hmm. with this montage. Yeah. Of working out glorious montage, creating some Heisenberg, MacGyver uh, fingerprint. Uh, and planning the most meaningful scene in the whole thing is that he he knows instinctively or or maybe he's done it before how to cut a fingerprint off of your body without either a damaging it or b going so deep that you would bleed at all you removed your skin and you're not bleeding it it ties into a theory that i'm working on then he know. jumps Where John into the... John claude Van Damme and some other people in the film Don't are we. superheroes. Well, when he jumps into the water, the laser filled waters, uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> laser uh-huh. water, laser water. That laser he had water. no time to plan for, but somehow he knows when they're going to turn off. He hits the water right before they turn off. He yeah. escapes right before they turn on. But the scuba guy, it's under. Wait, he's fighting <laughs> okay. a scuba diver. So you're, you're skipping over a very important detail nope. to me. But that, let, me, let me do this one, job. Please. He's fighting with a scuba diver. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very important. They're underwater. Uh-huh. So yes. They're already holding their breath. And the yes. scuba diver you're has gonna, a respirator. You're going to nail it. And the scuba diver <laughs> tries to kill him <laughs> with a plastic bag to make him double suffocate because he's already <laughs> holding his breath. <laughs> so he's going to he's gonna double suffocate him by, by suffocating him again. <laughs> underwater <laughs> with this plastic <laughs> bag. I'm losing it in my room, just so high watching this film. Like, what are you doing? Oh my goodness, that 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 took me out. Yeah, so good. That this whole plan of getting off of this island instead of wait using the terrorist people with all the equipment to get his wife and kid back. So here's he could have recruited. Got to go rogue. Got to go rogue. He could have just told them. Therein lies one of my favorite details of the film <laughs> that they took the most dangerous, computer savviest, worldly terrorists in the world, like the the world, like celebrated when most of these people were were killed. 
You know what I mean? And they were like, we're going to give you very few things that will like truly help you. One of them is full access to oh, everything. The database of this stuff. Yep. You can just yep. have it all. Oh, Don't try to escape now. We got the lasers put in now. <laughs> oh, that was before we put in the lasers. Yeah, only one guy got out. Oh yeah, one guy. The one guy that made a break. Well, I got out. But that was pre and, and then is when they put the lasers. In. Don't even exactly. think about it. Post-lasers. It's just. Oh my goodness. There's just so much absurdity that happens. We didn't even get to in- Dennis Rodman yet. Like wait, wait, I mean, we, we listen, only see that's that's the first like eighteen minutes right there. Yeah, so I mean, they, much they, happens in this film. You go from we, Croatia to southern France yep. to Rome to Antwerp. To Antwerp, yeah. Well, this Antwerp. is the born identity, and we didn't even know it yet. <laughs> it's the about, damn wait, identity. Antwerp, Antwerp over Brussels, where John Claude's from. Beef. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess Antwerp must. Well, be Antwerp seedier. is like it's weirder. Fun so fact: you, they you filmed can have this. like Rodman. The they filmed the colony yeah. scene where uh, all the colony scenes are filmed at Jean-Claude Van Damme's timeshare mm. in Spain because he was losing money on the mm. timeshare. I can't breathe. I can't it's breathe. And, and I swear to God, the people in production said the best thing about film, they were all really glad that they filmed there. Why? Because he would leave them alone about it. <laughs> Yeah, you he just kept trying to sell them fucking timeshare. Everyone like, oh, it's the most beautiful timeshare, and it does look. It does look. Like, it does look athenic. A, a it does look very. He was, he was yeah. like, he was about the timeshare. But Jesus, I can. Oh, can you imagine working with him from all these things we hear about? Like you no, wait for the check at the end of the day, but it's such a nightmare when this guy comes walking in with his suggestions. Yes, and, and his and, 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 and not his even phone being, calls. And I'm not being patriotic, but his accent sometimes is just horrible. Like a comp. Like, what is going what's, on? What, what, what's crazy is that we, he has this very American name, Jack Quinn. Jack, Jack Quinn. And he, yeah. and he does nothing to mask the fact that he is from Belgium. Yeah, and right. then his antagonist is played by Mickey Rourke, who's given yep. the name Stavros, <laughs> who couldn't be bothered to do anything other than his own voice yeah. for that. So it's just like if you switch the two, then you'd have something that felt right. <laughs> so Stavros used to work for them, right? Yes, they dropped, they yes. dropped that little gem. Oh, I he used to be counter terror. Used to be counterterrorism. Well, okay. <laughs> if we're gonna dig into the past of Stavros, which mm-hmm. sick move, giving him one name. It's worth giving it. Him one name. That shit is dope. Mononym. <laughs> Stavros. Stavros Premrock. We don't. What did he do? That was so bad. Yeah, so I'm saying I like I. I we I lost a lot time. of civilian lives. I have a tough time dude. believing like that he was a real villain for like the longest time. Mm. I'm like I don't know. Like I see all we dude. know is Stavros bad. That's the only thing well, that, they tell us is, yeah. that he worked for every single government. Well, Prem mm-hmm. is alluding to Jean Claude killed. Hey, this is what snapped him. He was just a dude. He was just a dude that was trying to liberate people, and no then all of a sudden, they killed his kid, and he was like, "Oh, I'm yeah. hands away. I'm I have to kill you all." But was he there with an armed militia at the amusement park to see yeah. his kid? Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. Because yeah. he assumes that they're going to come after him. I I guess I think I guess what I'm getting confused about, and this is where I I I put this out to everybody, but I I I realize that this is somewhat in vain. It's like so he kills the fake Phil Hartman guy. Yeah, who yeah, he knows cold, is going to see Jack Quinn, right? He knows yeah. he's gone to see Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah, he said you brought Quinn back. Yeah, he said he exactly. Said he said you brought Quinn. Back. So then, why is he going to this amusement park to know. see his kid in a public setting? To smoke why is he out going Quinn. there to smoke, oh, to out, smoke Quinn? out Quinn? Yeah, to get Quinn he, out. But he's then puts his kid in harm's way. Right. Well, that's crazy. And his wife, yeah, the mother yeah, of his yeah. child, in harm's way. And then the kid dies as a result. Yeah, and also, that scene is very confusing. So, so that scene essentially is just like a gunfight musical because, like, everyone turns around and then has a gun and then they do the gun, the the gunfight dance with each other. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it made me realize that this movie is a musical. Oh, wait. And the music is war. Hmm. Oh, that's a great one, yeah. Wait, Gary, to what you were saying. <laughs> and then I yeah. really had a good time. <laughs> Wasn't there moments, especially in the early Stavros-Jean-Claude fight, mm-hmm. where they seemed to have, like, 
hours. Remember, they would slow down as they yes. were running, mm-hmm. and they would notice yeah, no, no, gunmen. No, 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 no. It kind of it kind of alluded to them like having like a bit of a bionic like ability to see. Yeah, them. like they have vision, yeah. and they would yeah. see these because they were running. They premise seemed like they were preoccupied in front of them, but yeah. then it would slow down, and they would see yeah. gunmen coming from the right and left yeah. peripheries. Yeah, shoot them and keep going forward. A, an ability that never was brought up again in the movie. Yeah, never brought up again. <laughs> Neither one of them did that again. No. It starts and it no. starts. I think, and you can tell me if, if you saw it earlier, but it starts with him recognizing the sniper. Yes, the, the woman. Well, he shoots it right. He shoots it right in the eye, which is right there. in the eye. Like right shoots her in the eye from and where straight from stands. pocket. Yes, draw pal game game set match before this. Oh, because wait, master marksman that can rip the dick off of a what was it? Wait, a oh, hummingbird. Dick off a hummingbird. Shoot the dick off a hummingbird. But wait, wait, wait. Here's the other thing that never. Hummingbirds don't have dicks. The reason he got the jump on the sniper was yeah. Van Dam was like hiccuping, like he was like take the shot. He, and he hesitated. Want, yeah. Oh well, I guess because the kid, kid was there. But I thought they were shooting tranquilizers. Right. So they're supposed to shoot that matter if he slumped in front of his kid or what was going on? And because he waited, mm, that's a great point. <laughs> he used the bionic powers and he shot the sniper. Sniper for him. He reaches out the sniper. She's dead, homie. He yes. reaches out for her. She's falling down the roof. And then 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 all breaks. To be, to be fair, to be fair to Quinn here, what a point. He did call it that they had the wrong target. Yes, that part. Yeah, that yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. So he actually got to the target, but then did not. Pull the trigger. That's true. And why did and how was he able to recognize that it was the wrong target? He was left handed. He got a hot dog right hand. Left handed. And I don't know. Stavros was left handed. I don't know if you paid much attention to Mickey work for the duration of the film, but uh, (laughs) he's either ambidextrous (laughs) or just really likes to shoot and smoke with his right hand. Yeah. Wow. And wait, how did he determine that that fake was not left or right? Because the guy just handed something to somebody. He was was getting like a hot dog. He was getting like a hot dog or something. Oh, he's definitely right. He got he grabbed that hot dog with his right hand. He's right. I mean, like, look. Jack Quinn, Jonko Van Damme, is like the expert on Stavros. He is yeah. considered like the okay, expert on Stavros. The, form, the foremost expert on Stavros. So like what, this little Stavros bit of in the world. Yeah. This little bit of, you know, expository info is useful in the scenario, theoretically. Yeah. Well, it's like, oh, it's not you. him. He's not there. Yeah, I mean, I guess. The fact that we go, basically all this happens, and then we switch to The Colony, which again, The Colony was the original script that this was based off of, that came out, was sold, like, I think a few years prior. And then this got rewritten and turned into something altogether different. Uh, Yeah, they took out pretty much everything about The Colony, except for him working out. And like a few details that we would need later. Him, the escape, pretty much the whole escape. Yeah, pretty much. Instead it. of yeah. him really, because yeah. he only did, remember he did a couple of assignments with them and he wouldn't keep his hand on the thing. Right, yeah. Would, then they asked his opinion. He Remember he was always right? Yeah. He's lying. He's, he's lying. You know, something he said. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, the thing is he threw them off the trail of Sabra so he could go get him himself. Oh yeah, he did do that on purpose. Yes. The butterfly oh, business. Exactly. I have your butterfly. Yeah. yeah. Right. On the wall. The oh wait! Let's not forget that Stavros just warms up to his his oh uh, his widow. She's yes, not right. just his ex girlfriend. She's a widow because she thinks he's dead. He yep. Stavros just pops up out of nowhere. I'll take care of you and the baby. Who are you, man with the high collar? Like that's what. He got. <laughs> 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 I mean, Mickey Rourke. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, you're, no problem. You're right. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. There's that part too. Different Young time. Mickey Rourke, a little wink or two. Yeah. I'll go with I you. Mean, we're a bit far away from nine and a half weeks at this point when it comes to Mickey Rourke at this point yeah. in his career. So <laughs> dirty um, alley water, man. You know, but the whole like idea of like they seeded early on that she's an artist, and so he becomes a passionate patron of her art enough. Well, so how does like, Mick? How did Stavros know that uh, Quinn was still alive in the college? That's an excellent question. How okay. did he know that this guy Quinn is basically said to be dead? Right, they and then he just puts out a subliminal message because Stavros is the, the only one who knows, other than the people that like cleaned him up. You know, the U.S. government knows, the Shadow Organization knows, mm-hmm. okay. but he's the one that left a like a sliver of hope for him to live, and he knows. I think he knows that like that sliver of hope oh, is that, too much. Oh, when you leave somebody like that, yeah, that they'll come. Like, look, I put you in a rock and a hard place, but you know how to get out of that. So I bet you they put his ass on that island and he's going to come find me. That's a good point, yeah. 
That's a good point. I, didn't think I mean, if, if he's as if anybody he's would diabolical know, as I'm, t- I'm led to well, believe. If, if anybody would know about no this cleanup, <laughs> with, with the cleanup crew and yeah, the disappearance, exactly. then Stavros would know. Like, this is Kaiser Soze. So, like, I believe yeah. any story about Kaiser Soze. So, I have to assume that somebody who's as experienced as uh, Jack Quinn and has the sort of connections and understanding he has, has many people he could go to for weapons mm. and for uh, He needs a wild card, gear. Gary. But he did he even he know a wild card, Gary? That Yaz had the weapons? Oh, because he yes. looked like he didn't. Yes, he had okay. been there before. Okay. Yes, only because he'd been there once before ahead of yeah. the, the mission that ultimately failed. Um, a scene in there. which he opens up an explosive. Mm-hmm. Dennis Rodman calmly says, get down, throws the explosive away, and the explosion happens okay. somehow uh, like a level above them. Yes, yes, like yes, intense yes, heat yes, and yes, flames. Yes. It flies up. Just so went when he went, which never happened. And wrong. then they were like, "Everyone's fine." So he <laughs> went there before he did the Stavros mission. Yes, and then he went yeah, back. Yeah, okay, he, gotcha. Yeah, that's where all the remember that's in the first fifteen minutes. Too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's a lot of things stacked it's on insanity. each other. It's so. insanity. There's no way to keep up with this film. What is it he is he goes, a breakneck speed. Who, uh, who, who does your hair? And he goes, last person who talked about my hair, his head is still up his ass. He goes, I didn't ask about your love life. <laughs> he did say that. <laughs> <laughs> the best line of the film. There is, there is a certain like terribleness to the way that they interact in the sort of the buddy oh, wait, action thing. First of all, you have to start with. Van Dam is wearing the Captain America. I'm under dis- I'm in disguise, disguise with yeah. a hat in the in the flight jacket. I just noticed. I was like, okay, nobody noticed yeah. you. You're wearing black and you're talking with a little deeper voice. Okay, like, is that is that what he wore in, in Street Fighter a few years earlier? And then, he's, then and then wait, we also have something else in the contract. Mm-hmm. He runs into Dennis Rodman on a chair, getting a tattoo. Of course, he has tattoos. Yeah. Then he explains a few tattoos. And once, and then the sultry, and this is my favorite, the belly tattoo. Yes. Mm. Like, why did we well, have he's to know getting that? a belly tattoo, except that it's not working. Or somebody knocked it. it I just think. stops in the middle. <laughs> it's like, so doesn't John Cloud knock it over or something? Somebody knocks it over and he goes, oh, that, yeah. that hurt. He's like, no, that didn't hurt or something. Was... And then he pulls out his tongue and he goes, that hurt. That hurt. Yes. Sticks <laughs> <laughs> out his tongue to show some gaping, nasty looking. I'm assuming. Oh, wait, did it's you see those tattoo. sunglasses that are made out of like a fucking, uh, a fucking landfill metal? Did you see those sunglasses? <laughs> fucking, it's like, who made these things? Like, this is like, these are crazy. No, I will say movies. this. I will say this. Now, there's a little time thing because Fifth uh-huh. Element came out much later. Not much but... later. Same year. Same year. I feel like Dennis was doing a um a Roddy Rod impression. Yeah, I don't th- I don't think that's wrong. I don't think that's wrong. Okay, I didn't know if I. Was I also that. I would also just say that probably that's that's giving Rodman too much credit for oh, doing to, to any sort another, of yeah to watch to, another to do any sort of acting whatsoever <laughs> yeah. because this is this is referencing he, he, back to something. No, he just walked into every scene and was like, "I'm just going to say the line." I'm oh, going to no, say, no. The, the gonna say a line, and then I want you to reference my basketball career say exactly. bad yeah. boys say uh, i thought i was gonna get thrown out of the game say yeah how much is that fine gonna, gonna be? be that could be a that should be a five-pointer i've been secretly how, trying to get basketball movies into the podcast not secretly not maybe secretly. not so secretly at this not point. secretly uh, and i i definitely trick gary on this one there's a lot of stupid basketball references yeah. to which uh, uh, I have now to bring up the fact. Now that's what that they I call jumped out of a time. <laughs> they jumped out of a yes, plane. Yes, and came and, together and, to and form an, an a giant rubber inflated basket. basketball. It didn't bounce, and then they rolled onto the ground. The, the, the ball the did air. not bounce. Didn't it just bounce. landed. It just and it was very a little bit, and then they got out and were like, "Wait!" Then they argued. They had an argument. You're yes. crazy, man. You're crazy. What? What happened between the plane and the ground? <laughs> That made like, Jean Claude any crazier because he's been crazy. That's yeah. the shot of a Jean Claude is crazy. She said Jean Claude He's been the one off the hook out of all the characters. Mm-hmm. Stavros Rodman. Jean Claude is off the chain. He's been yes off the off the plant. Off the oh, yes. but, but what I don't understand is like so he's calling Jean Claude crazy, but this basketball parachute thing was Rodman's untested. invention and and untested. Untested. He said, I made it. He said, Did you test it? He said, No, I made it. Why not just have it, parachutes? If you don't instill a sense of trust in someone, then you can't really become buddies. 
Yeah, you but gotta go. Jumped you've got to trust you. Yeah. Plane. No, he pushed him. No, John Claude pushed him yes. out of the plane. He pushed but Rondo, but test but the basketball to make sure it works. If it works, you've got a trust fall for life. Is it And you know that you're actually dealing with a with this, a creative this, genius. Do it, dealing with Rodman's <laughs> adventures is Schrodinger's cat. You're dead and alive at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> and they were flying in the plane. Take your chances. You, Rip something. They were literally flying in a plane that. Those planes, you jump, you parachute out of. Yes. Those are the planes that you do. Like that's yeah. the exact planes. Uh huh. Oh, they're hanging out the weird. side of it, getting ready to jump, and you're like, why are they doing this basketball thing rather than parachutes? Parachute. Because, yeah. I mean, look. I think the 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 way one thing we have to look at this is like, yes, there's the basketball stuff that goes on that in terms of references and dialogue, but you're dealing with the absurdity that you get from Hong Kong style action films. And that's what's okay. happening here. That's okay. really a lot of what's happening here. It's like, if that's you watch it, and the director of this film, uh, uh, Hark Sui, uh, I think he's here as Sui Hark, so I, I see it both ways. But Hark Sui um, was an accomplished Hong Kong based director of mm-hmm. action movies, of the kind of Wuxia period films as well. Like he had done a number of these things. This was like John Woo before him, he then was now coming over to the U.S. to try his hand at an English language thing. And he brought that Hong Kong sensibility with him. And so you see some of these choices and some of these decisions, like the baby fights, like the number of explosions, like how many windows are broken over the course of this oh, and the fight, of broken when, glass. Remember when he was fighting Stavros and he kept Stavros kept punching him into different partitions? Window. And there were yes. all these partitions that were made How of glass. Break every partition, like every Stavros, <laughs> at some point reaches through a plate glass yes. window <laughs> to smash a dude through the plate glass window so he could pick him up better to throw him through a, a plate glass window. So, Gary, yeah. I'm so glad you in pointed the same out motion. The Hong Kong over sensationalism. It yes. reminds me of like there's certain sound effect choices that movies make, mm-hmm. and you're like, I didn't need that to sell. The classic one is in the Matrix during the Burley Brawl. At the end, he throws Smith into Smith's, and they use a bowling ball sound, yes. like like a bowling oh. ball knocking into bowling and pins, pins. as yeah. as he falls. <laughs> now, mind you, they are in a computer program. It has been like overexplained that that's kind yeah, of supposed sure. to be the deal. Sure. But when you're watching it and you're into the actual punch sounds and kick sounds and wind sounds and people throwing in, and then they just throw in bowling pins. Why, you know, oh, with you know, with dramatizing, you know, whatever. It's like, yeah, right. Like uh, 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 Road Runner and the Coyote. You know what I'm saying? Like when they fall, the extra explosions. But that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing Road Runner Coyote. Like there's a little extra. He hangs in the air before he falls. You hear mm-hmm. music being played. Like all the little extra things that will push an um an action to to sell it. But you don't need to sell it because we're looking at it. So I don't need right. an explosion inside of another explosion. But they see <laughs> the, the, the Russian dolls of explosions. Yeah, there's this penchant for excess that goes on in, in all of these in all of these films, and it's like Very they just work so. with what they work with. Like you have to see the beauty of the action choreography that goes on in this stuff. So you have to have absurd things like multiple broken window fights and the baby bombs and all these things. But then it's also just like all these choices that get made so that you get towards the end, and it's here they are in a a minefield. Oh my goodness! With, cross with a tiger, with a tiger, in a, in an amphitheater <laughs> in France. I, this is a movie filmed rips. in France. Listen, I understand like, that it's a bad film, but this movie absolutely rips. It, 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 the movie it gives went for you it. everything. Wait, they're in a coliseum because the explosion at the it's a hollow coliseum. Right? Yes, with the tiger, a minefield, crosses yeah. and stuff. Yes, listen. It, oh. The way that it went. Oh, the down. baby was in a basket. The baby was there. And the, the by baby the way, was there. The baby and they stashed and they stashed the baby and they stashed the baby in the catacombs full of skulls right. and bones underneath. Yeah, right. Safekeeping. And that tiger kept looking for that baby. That tiger wanted a taste of I baby. <laughs> Babies in this film really they take a beating. This film doesn't particularly child, care about human life, but babies, alone. specifically babies, yeah. they yeah. hate. Oh, oh, remember when he tr- he tried to trap Quinn with the fake baby and it was a bomb? Yes, yeah. in the house, yeah. Yes. 
Absolutely. The fake fake mom. He jumps from that bomb. He gets outside. Quinn. Okay. Then they throw another like bomb at him in the pool. Yes. He jumps away from that one. It's like. First and foremost, he is engulfed in flames in the first explosion. It's fully engulfed. You cannot see him versus flame. You can't see him anymore. But he he flies out the window. Then they throw another. Gets away from that, rolls over a truck perfectly oh the truck explodes yes and then the truck explodes and and then he lands there's an explosion going on behind him oh wait yes keep going jeff keep going ready to keep and and he's ready he land on a floating device shooting backwards don't forget that when he lands on the floating device shooting Mm -hmm. backwards he lands in perfect motion is like pop 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 then he rolls into the pool because the explosion is still coming towards him then superhero shit oh my goodness i I get exhausted he's a superhero just explaining it this is incredible. <laughs> and so it should it should stand to perfect reason if he's a superhero that his progeny too would have like superpowers like say hiding behind a coke vending machine to withstand a 16 megaton blast. Mm. The, the fire it just, it wasn't just one big burst and then the fire died. The fire is shooting towards them. They're and they're turning Rodman, white hot like and magma. Rodman is holding the most indestructible Coca Cola machine. I've ever, now they do kind of last. If you know, go to some road stops. There's a lot like there's one chain in front of it. And some <laughs> of those machines, powerful. some of those machines have been there for many a road trip. Oh, I yeah. say the same machine. I'm like, yo, this machine's still here kicking. It has like um, kind of want to dap it up. Like, good job. Well, it has RC Cola still in it. Yeah, close <laughs> these things. But yeah. it's still, you know the open. So you got to give it up for the for the soda machine. But I'm Fair. not. That's what I re- I used to remember constantly about the movie was Rodman holding the Coca Cola machine. Mind you, there was a line of machines. It was a Diet yeah, so Coke machine. A bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. It was a couple of them, but there was four Coke machines at the end. It didn't totally go. Incredible that, idea! Like somebody that the, wrote that in the shot chart. There was yeah. two uh two product placement ones, right? Where he slips on the cocaine and doesn't to you yeah. know the. Double and then that one. Yeah, that's it, right? There wasn't any more that I missed. There was no, the other one is Omega. The watch. The, um, the watch. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Because I did Ooh. tell Prem before and I said the product placement is like disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he thought it'd be a little bit yeah. more. This movie made money. It made money. It made enough money worldwide. Not in America, it didn't. But okay. in America, you know, it you failed you here. I just saw I saw that. I do love them. I saw that. It got back, it got back half its budget in America. Okay, I, I love I love seeing those because I those because those are the ones that I all I have on DVD and VHS. The ones that didn't do well domestically, but then internationally, yeah. there's yeah. the burst, and then the um home video sales and the stuff that I bootleg. Then, yeah, man. Then, then you look at the full gross of everything. A lot of good bad movies exist in there. I want to take a, a step back because I, I guess for, for those who haven't caught on, both Jeff and Castro had seen this film previously. Yeah. Yes. And then yes. there's when I was a me, teen. and then yep. there's myself and Premrock, who this was both of our first times. Yeah. Fine blind. Oh, welcome. Welcome to the party. Welcome. So, yeah, welcome to the club. This is a really cool club to be a part <laughs> of. Because you never talk about it. Do you, again. do you remember <laughs> do you remember where and when you watched it? Absolutely. I was at my dad's I, house. Okay, I was watching HBO on a Saturday night. They had a new movie every Saturday night, and whenever Double. I stayed with my dad, that was what was going down. Is we Double were going to watch the Saturday night movie, and wow. that week, it I think either it was a premiere or it was a later movie, but we watched it together Double more team. than once, <laughs> and both times we're like, "This movie's bad," but yes. what else are you gonna do? What else are you gonna do? We're just hanging out. I was um, <laughs> I was a steady customer of bootlegs. Mm. Uh, VHS at first, and then the DVD. Oh, the and then, but what you can get with them though is the good three for ten. Okay, right? mm-hmm. so I had a haggle going, so I would always get like maybe one movie I seen before, and two I, oh, what's this? What's this? Just grab it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. definitely, I there was no. I was such a basketball fan. There's no way I was skipping like owning this. And I, you know, we'd seen. You know, I'm, I'm probably off with the timeline, but Time Cop and. I love Bloodsport, even though I thought Paco should have won. Absolutely. Yeah, Paco, not Frank. Well, Bloodsport is a big lie, but you know, it's just great. <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an excellent bad movie. I love that a, movie. 
Um, but so I'm, you know, I'm into, you know, you're into Van Damme, you just check out what he does. And he's he's doing bad stuff like cyborg and all that stuff. And then I remember this dropping. And this is probably what year is this again? 97. So this is in that this is right in the mix of Rodman's popularity hype yep. being, on, being yep. on the Bulls. Mm-hmm. And um everybody, you know, all eyes on him. So that's what the whole hair is. He probably married himself before the movie started shooting. Yeah. And it was just like such an oddity. And again, this is this is Rodman's second movie, so his high, his popularity high, and it's just it just seems such an odd pairing, Van Dam and Rodman. Just like, what are we doing here? Two dudes that could absolutely benefit from the other one being anyone else in Hollywood, exactly. And then, <laughs> and then just anyone with any more experience to come in yeah. and like make that a movie, they would have messed they, it up. Who did they originally cast? They wanted um, Wesley Snipes. Mm. Wesley yes. and Rodman, or well, Wesley was supposed as to Rodman, as Rodman as the Rodman cast. Oh, oh, okay. Rodman was not the first choice. Okay, I just, I, I just this is before they, all the basketball rewrites. Obviously, that's what I was going to say because then they named it double team yeah. and mm-hmm. put all the and they're, and they're oh, remember he shot he shot the skull to yes. blow up the thing. Don't forget about that. You yeah, can't forget that. that. They're going to blame this all on me because he was the <laughs> yeah at the very end he says that a blameable player in the NBA and then he mentions. I wonder what the fine for this will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's looking at the Coliseum. Yeah. Just one more time, staring right at the camera, basically going, "You know, I'm a basketball player, right?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. With no <laughs> shirt. I think he. I think he had lost. Did his you shirt know I was explosion. a basketball player? When, what? Okay, so what, there's one thing. Like, obviously, we're not. We know we can't. Can't really harp on character development, but mm-hmm. Rod, Rodman, do. Rodman <laughs> so quick to join the fucking fight when he finds yeah. out he's got your kid. Why didn't well, you yeah, because so? he wanted to get paid at first. He was why like, "Why you say the- so from the jump?" <laughs> and Dem's like, "Well, why do you care?" It's like, "Well, yeah, no shit. Why? What do you care? He's a fucking <laughs> arms dealer and fucking Antwerp sex club. Like, yeah. he's got a soft spot for a missing kid. Like, Antwerp sex. Yeah, club. You know what? He can tell. No, it's, exactly, it's an Antwerp sex club. He said, "You said it absolutely right." There's no disputing that. Oh, gas, of the girls, the, the, the girls in, underwater, with, underwater with, with gas masks. <laughs> In the bond, and, I, and, the and I cannot say with any type of certainty that those are women. They looked androgynous. No. Like I think, yes, they exactly. Yeah. Let's be clear. Let's not let's not gender any of these people. Let's just no, yeah, let's, let's not misgender anybody. They but were wearing yeah. onesies. They were wearing onesies they, underwater. Yeah, it they, supports they, my theory that Dennis Rodman, both in this film and life, sort of lives in a a future world that we're not privy to. Okay, he knows some things. It's he, coming. He's just like way ahead of us. He's yeah. way ahead of. Us. He's like whoa, 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 whoa. He can he can taste colors. You're worried about all the wrong things. You're, you're, you're focused on the wrong things. I'm here. Over there. I'm, I'm shaving <laughs> he's in my a dystopian genitals. future that we have not lived through yet. I'm I'm, sh- I'm shaving my genitals clean, and y'all are calling me weird, but you know. And and then 2025 and 2025, 25. <laughs> you go. You go. Know what this is about. It'll he's, be the next futurist, thing. man, for sure. No doubt. That's why he had, look, he was like arms dealer, the, the arms person in, in Men in Black. Was he? You know what I'm saying? Like, he oh, had yeah, this yeah, yeah. wild yeah. futuristic weapon he display did. that he was also building himself. And, and modified for tranquilizers. Right. Did he know that they needed tranquilizers before he modified it for tranquilizer? All of these things, he, he's clairvoyant. Well, he just he's was like, he's exactly. Clairvoyant. Precisely. Yeah. He just knows. A, a living crystal ball, Dennis Rodman. Have... If you listen to him talking in the media in like in his heyday of playing basketball, similar results. He's talking about something else entirely than yeah. what they're asking. <laughs> All I'm saying. I will say though that regardless of whatever plane of existence he happens to be operating on, he's made some pretty <laughs> bad choices when it comes to movie roles. This yeah. being one of them. The follow-up to this movie I watched last night. Um, so oh. there's like two paths diverge after this. Oh. So Jean-Claude Van Damme does another film after this one with the same director, with Hark Swee, called Knockoff, where mm. he is... Uh, the, a... hockey the hockey one? No, no. This is the counterfeit jeans one. Oh. Oh, I don't know. This so thing. it's um, Jean-Claude Van Damme opposite Rob Schneider. Wow. Damn. So that's oh. what happens next. Rodman... His next film, who works with a different director, uh, called Simon Says is the name of that film. I watched that last night and uh, after I watched my second viewing of Double Team. And he's like the, and, main, uh, he's the main actor now. He's like the lead. He's the star of that movie. Wow. And he is opposite Dane Cook. What? 
<laughs> Dennis Rodman and Jane Cook. Uh, my memory is black that. Wow. I watched that movie and my memory yeah. is black that Dane Cook is that. That's insanity. Dane Cook. Dane Cook is so hacky in that film. You start to realize that Rodman doesn't have any lines. He's the straight man in the film. He's just like, yeah. all right, guys, let's get serious. Yeah. Like, we got to stop. <laughs> oh, so is that like DMX's turn? Because remember yeah. when the, in the first if uh, in, with Jet Li, he's, he's one way. And yeah, then right. in the next film, he's like a computer genius kung fu master. Sure, like, exactly. <laughs> just yeah. like just that yeah. quick. Like, oh, so y'all ain't gonna make me just a, a background character in the next movie. I knew he, he probably said that to him. I'm gonna make like, so he got to be the star. Pretty decent DMX. <laughs> so Rodman got to be got to be the star of the next film, and it's you know it's a it's absurd. He's surrounded by caricatures, and it's actually it's more of what Simon says is more what I expected Double Team to be, which I've come into Double Team having not seen it, just expecting it to be sort of the like. Here's some exposition, cool action sequence. Here's some more exposition. Story moves along. More action sequence build up to awesome final fight scene sort of thing, which a lot of these films do. This film, because it is cramming in the colony script and all these other ideas, you end up with something that is just like so frenetic and hard to process watching it. Like I lose key details. Yeah. I watch it yesterday and the day before. Uh-huh. Well, I admit the first time I watched it, I was incredibly high. But like the second yeah. time watching it, I just turned on the captions so that I could see some of the dialogue to get a sense of maybe if I could have a better sense of what everybody's mm. done. But th- the truth is, it's like so much happens in this film that my brain couldn't process. I still had to I had to go back and rewatch the basketball from the sky scene, basketball parachute scene again, because I, I just couldn't fathom what had actually happened. I still <laughs> don't know how the basketball forms around them. I still don't know how it kept them safe in any way. I don't understand why Jean-Claude Van Damme pushes Rodman off of the plane and then takes a couple beats and then goes down after him. Like, there's just so much about this film that happens. A lot of it is really bizarre. And I want to... Don't forget, don't forget the... um, Remember, everybody at the colony has, what, a a handle or a mirror and they're responsible for the the other person. And then at the end, 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 Guardian end Angel. of the movie, his 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 mirror pops up, helps him, and then claims that they, they wants a piece of his hair and his clothing. We hadn't seen him for about an hour. Right. No. We hadn't seen him tracking him. We hadn't seen him no. like, okay, you got out the colony. I'm on mission. They're sending me out. They turned the water lasers off, and they're yeah. sending me out to go get you because that's my No, that obligation. was skipped over. He just was out. I took my yeah. watch off. Yeah. I, I set the watch to, to locate you because we have satellite access. We can access satellites. And next thing you know, he just walks out the Coliseum post-explosion. Right, He post-explosion. comes through the Coliseum after it blew up. Superheroes. Because mm-hmm. he maybe helps. And then after it blew up, yeah. he walks through. Superheroes. Yep. Superheroes. Yep. I'm totally with y'all. Superheroes. I'm totally with y'all. Superheroes. You, you think for one second that the giant explosion that Mickey Rourke was in the middle of killed Mickey Rourke's character Stavros. Yeah, as You're he was wrong. getting eaten he by the, that the tiger, shit. he did that shit to get rid of the tiger. <laughs> by the tiger. Yeah. His whole family, as far as I'm concerned, his whole family, him included, got eaten by tigers. Got Wait, attacked. It's today. Stavros, Stavros, and the tiger on the colony now. Did they get disappeared? <laughs> like, are they? Is the tiger sitting in the room with his paw on the, on the thing All with right. the headset? Is it a superhero tiger? I don't know. Are we about to write? The screenplay for Triple Team. Yeah, are we about team. to do this yeah. with well, the tiger, you, yo? What do you think? It's... You need to add another. Uh, if it's Triple Team, you need to add another character. Uh, yes, LeBron James. What he better... loves doing movies. <laughs> LeBron would never do a movie with LeBron. Our test, maybe you need another. No, 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 no. LeBron takes the place of of Dennis in this. Yeah, no, yeah. no, you need like, to bring Dennis Rodman, Rodman back. Right, he, so can like a, he can be like in you know in a scene or something. Sure, no, I'm voting for Dennis and Ron Artest. That's okay. Can we can wow. we grade his uh can we can we give Rodman any props on his acting in terms of no like, because can if you want well, I'm, I'm, I'm athletes athletes well, I, 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 I'm with you Prem if we, if we put it up with other uh-huh. athletes okay Shaq delivered his lines horribly but it's the line delivery but it's not just the line delivery it's how many times I can squint my eyes and notice you dub these lines and I'm yes. still looking at your face so you did the <laughs> line. It's not like you had a turn on the side, as we know. No, pretty bad. He's pretty. He's when pretty your head bad. is facing another way, and they say, "Well, just do that line better," and because we can't tell with the lips, but you're looking at me, and I'm I'm listening to you dubbed yourself yeah. with basic lines. 
Come on, yeah. Quinn. Let's do yeah. this. And I'm watching you tell your own lines. Oh, <laughs> there's at least one instance where the dubbed line doesn't match up to Rodman moving his mouth at all. Of no, course. not at all. Yeah. Of course. Like it's so, just, but he, words like are he did coming. He did the whole thing. I, and I've noticed actors have done it. Sometimes they'll call you back in to do drops yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. But it seemed like he did whole stretches yeah. to yes. give like some better performance than maybe on set that day with the um with the boom mic. Rod, exactly, Rodman is, yeah. a, is a quiet human. And he I bet that. that they weren't really even like everybody else is like shouting over Oh, so you think they had to? They had to like I think he had to go in. And thing thing yeah. yeah, he yeah, had. To, I think. I think you had to. Have, I think it's a co- probably a combination of the two, of both of what you're saying. Yeah. I think he he needs. He's the kind of. He's exactly the kind of person who needs to go in for looping. He has to go back in and do this stuff again. Because I mean, he's not a professional. Let's just give him credit. no. So he probably doesn't know when we're on set how to say it with a boom mic might catch a good performance. Again, as to something where a person who had acted previously. In the opposite role would yeah. have been here. We're like, oh, here, do this. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, or yeah. here's yeah. the way to do this. Instead, it's Jean Claude, and he's like, oh my god, Jean Claude is the one telling him how to give lines. Yeah, and so he's just wow. like tapping people on the shoulder to talk about his fucking timeshare. That's his fucking. <laughs> like, think about and like, not actually, actually doing anything. Then, then we do need to give Dennis Rodman some grace because look who his scene partner is. No, his scene yeah, partner I, I is awful. Awesome. Hey, that's that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to I look for. So. I'm trying to give him a little something here. I'm with you, Prem. We're, we're, we're all with it's you. It's a friend. tough film. A very to get very compelling, <laughs> compelling argument. Considering who, like, this is not De Niro and um, Pacino sitting across each other in coffee shop. This isn't this even. Is, this isn't even Bugs Bunny. Michael Jordan. Yeah. This is. This is classic i mean it's jean claude he's mispronouncing any word he possibly can yes probably not in a cute I, I can't say he's probably going to communicate his ideas with effective well, grace oh and no. i like I, we know with someone that he's just going to yell at you or something we yeah. know through hindsight and or complain and, and revelations and behind the scenes but we've come to find out he's a nightmare yes set. like he's, yes. A, he's a and then not just we a nightmare like like brando per se forgetting lines no, he always right. wants to interject things, change scenes, but you're not good at it. You're not Vince mm-hmm. Vaughn. So you're right. not Vince Vaughn. So but you want to, oh no, we should do it here. And I come in over this and I yeah. do this pirouette. Like you want to change the scenes, like you have some foresight. Oh my good. I can imagine. I can I, I this do probably you think novels and stuff. Of, of do this. you think the bathroom, the the bathtub weightlifting so, scene was was improvised you know, by him? I, I think that was he he he, he he's he doesn't even have ropes. He's using like Got a, a towel twisted yeah. around his neck. Right. And wait, he fills up the tub. Don't forget that part. Like it's the tub. Yeah, yeah, tub fill, that's how he gets weight. That's, that's how, how he, the like, weight lifts weight. He's lifting yeah. it up. His room is, is highly monitored. Yeah. But nobody is noticing him destroying this bathroom with this with this no. uh, rehab. That's Does he not have a downstairs neighbor? neighbor? There's no downstairs no. neighbor. There's no next door neighbor to be like, keep it down in there. Because he's banging that 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 it's- bathtub. And, and, and making horrible it. noises himself. I want to say and, and faces mouth. and his faces. faces. Oh yes, the faces. Oh. What? Oh my goodness, the faces. The of shot death. of his back with all the cuts and scratches yes. on it. Uh huh. We're like, don't forget, he's been injured before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But wait, yeah. but wait. He that also, makes this more incredible. He also was slowing his recovery to everybody else. Remember, he was still kind of walking right. around with the limp. With yeah. the, with the and yeah, with the crutch, doing all of that. Oh my yeah. goodness, doing that maester. Um, I can't remember his name now. But the maester who used to fake it in Game of Thrones. Oh, this movie is so bizarre. It's and it does, so, and it, so and it bizarre. Seems, and Jeff, it seems like, for all intents and purposes, many movies will watch. This is yeah. a movie paint by numbers. Like there should be no ruffles in this movie. It's no, nope. we've seen it it's a million so times. Easy to watch it's to make been, a Jean Claude Van Damme movie. It's been written. Yeah. It's you been just done. say no to Jean Claude Van Damme and you make a movie. Yes. And instead, <laughs> they didn't. They certainly didn't do any of that. So we didn't get a movie. We got a fever dream. I think. The do you think, most, do we the think that Jean-Claude thinks, things, do we think that Jean-Claude thinks this is like a good movie? Like, did he plays for his friends when they come over? Like, I mean, he, he could have that. He could be that delusional where he's like, everything I did is good, but he has to now. That's a dude that I would believe pretty much any story you told me about him. Yeah. 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 Well, he did do JVD sure, and that was very self-referential when he did. Yeah. His. 
So at that stage in his career, I think too, at that stage in his career too, I think in 1997, you probably couldn't tell him a damn thing. No, right. I think you're dealing with the worst of him at that point. And in 97 is probably hard because you got to keep in mind, like now he's had a string of things that didn't work. Right, and right. So he's proving yeah, he's panicking. So he's proving he's trying to prove people wrong, and he's still yeah. sticking to his guns with his. He's weirdness. panicking over losing some money on his timeshare. Which oh, like that timeshares work? He's uh, yeah. he's he's uh, uh, up the creek without a giant basketball. To... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if you go after 1997, you start to look at the other movies he did after them. You stop recognizing these films. You start right, recognizing you still, what they only remember these things. Yeah, yeah, you're like, to, what was this? And we always huh? we always forget straight to video and straight to yeah. Like you don't you don't recall that those things went straight, regardless of what era it is. You kind of just right. Yeah, if you saw it, especially in your formative years, if you saw something, yes, you just assumed that it was in the theater and you At weren't allowed to go. Because yeah. also there was a quick there was a quick rope on some movies. Like they would be there for yeah. about two weeks, and if that yep. second week wasn't bubbling, and then they were like, "Yeah, HBO, Cinemax, who's who's interested?" Who yeah, because I remember when they stopped skipping, when they started skipping, excuse me, the pay per view yeah. scheduling. Remember, they would it would be in the theaters, then it would yep. go to pay per view, yeah, right. for a while, then, then the blockbusters, yep, and the then world. it and then it would find itself on a cable channel or a broadcast. Because I remember when Jurassic yeah. Park went straight to NBC, skipped everything. I, I remember uh-huh. that. That was big. Yeah. That was That's a big, point. big yeah. thing. So, yeah. Yeah, no, it's interesting because like it is sort of the beginning of that model. And unlike, say, Steven Seagal, who managed to eke out some more success into the early 2000s by partnering, by basically like with like exit wounds, we're seeing at this sort of the end of this sort of run for this particular thing. And what happens really at the end of this period that's really interesting is this is when a lot of the actors from these hong kong action films come here okay so like john woo and jackie chan got here first they came here first yeah Yeah. but like this is when you get like in the late 90s that's when you start getting the jet lee movies don't don't ask me why i was like rumble in the bronx it's not in Mm -hmm. the bronx so what am i missing like (laughs) i I know the bronx looks like and i was like that's not the bronx okay like anyway if you see the films that these guys did before they came over here a film like double team it doesn't make sense but you start to understand why the choices are what they are because there's the absurdity there and so it's an interesting thing where it's like they were trying to take that sensibility that hong kong sensibility Mm -hmm. and apply that to these english language films and then in the end it was just like well let's just bring over the guys like let's just bring over our people and have them do it. The people who we've been making these movies with, you know, yeah, they had to dub the shit out of Jet Li stuff, like because he was not, you know, proficient in English by any stretch. So, like you see, right. if you want to talk about dubbing in these English language Jet Li films that came out in like the late nineties, like yeah, that's definitely a factor. But yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting. Th- there, there's a there's a certain level to it where like English is Rodman's first language, right? So he just doesn't. Know I don't know if it was his only. I'm not going to. But here's anything. the thing. Here's the thing. But certainly he knew it. We know he's a novice in movies per se. Right. But he's done a million commercials. Yeah. He's been behind the camera a lot more than we're remembering. You know, I mean, he's even on if you're camera doing the car pretty much 24 hours a day. That part. At that point, he was like celebrity outside of basketball, too. But just doing post-game interviews, doing yeah. doing the like that that he local car dealership yeah. that you do when you first get to a team. They do that. They say, okay, say. I like these burgers and these cars, you know what I'm saying? So he's right. not a novice to being behind a camera. Now, line delivery, who knows? But it just yeah. it seemed like he should be a little more savvy. Yeah. Of all, it's... of all the bizarre things that happen in this film, this centers around Rodman, this, this statement. Uh-huh. Of all of the bizarre things, even more bizarre than the guy who has a knife in his toes. Oh, I forgot about that. For no fucking yeah. reason. <laughs> yeah, we nice can get book. back to bookmark that real quick so I can finish yeah. the start. <laughs> we'll come back to that bullshit. <laughs> uh, but the most bizarre might be that Crystal was it Crystal Waters? Crystal Waters, yeah. Crystal Waters has a song at the end of this film on the, the soundtrack with Dennis Rodman. In. Yes, that is him. So and they so play that, that yeah. in the credits. Prem, did you listen to that? I didn't think that was Rodman. It's Rodman. Uh, wow. I did not listen to it. He had four lines, and I in the beginning of the song. Somebody asked Crystal Waters about it in an interview years later, and she said, Some AR brought up the idea or something to the like. My AR was this was his brilliant idea. The guy came in with a gigantic entourage 
and we were there all day for him to deliver four, four lines. lines yeah. He's like right at the top of the song. So when you when you yeah. listen, when you watch the credits, if you ever dare to, he's like the first voice. And yeah. it's ironic because I just found, and I didn't even know this existed, Scotty Pippen's like rap song. I didn't know oh, yeah, yeah. rap song. Oh, I yeah. just found it like a little while ago. Mm. So here is just deep bulls knowledge. Deep bulls knowledge. This is crazy. It's it's an awful song. They're in Croatia. <laughs> it's truly yeah, they're, terrible. They're in Croatia and Tony Kukoc didn't get a call. Damn. Ah, a little homerism. Damn. He didn't have he didn't have Rodman's cachet, man. I mean no, Rodman's marrying true. himself with Harley Dave Harley Bikes. Like, Kukoc is a random as a random villain in Croatia. That would be great. Yeah. If oh, Kukoc popped up in the movie, I think I would have stood up. <laughs> I would have stood up and started clapping because this is if, if anything can go crazy. How, like, how many points on uh, Rotten Tomatoes? This was an eleven. How many points uh, on Rotten Tomatoes is Kukoc worth? Do you think? Is oh, that Kukoc, like two? You gotta, What's his you got enough here? That makes it a fifteen. <laughs> like That's making a fifteen. That's what I'm saying. That, that takes you up there. Fifteen. It's just sure. how clever so he's a that plus is. four. He's a plus four if he's in the by on, on the court, he's a plus four, no doubt. How tongue in cheek that it. would be, and yeah, how tongue in cheek that would be, and. They could have made a reference to him taking a final shot and Pippen mm, not wanting to come yeah. into the game. Yeah, you know Rodman would have loved that. I took the final shot. <laughs> Man, this movie's awesome. I love this movie. Ugh, the dialogue. Think about it. Rodman delivering bad lines and John Claude Van Damme. Is this it's a dramatic part. Ask about your sex life. Your sex life. <laughs> He thought he was so clever. You oh Jeff, he thought he nailed that line. He, he, yeah. he loved it. It came off the tongue like it, like the best line he may have ever delivered, and it was still trash. Just oh, garbage. My goodness. It's the Cabbages Podcast Network. <laughs>